Saturday morning, 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 Sa
if you were adapting it to do it for a live performance or something today, you know, you would you would just have to pull all. Somebody that, uh, actually went through material. all the fifteen minute shows, and this is posted mm -hmm. up on archive.org, which we'll talk about mm -hmm. in a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about someone that. actually pulled together the episodes and edited them so they sound like one long show. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if I'd enjoy that or not. Well, lately I've been listening to them one day at a time when I do listen. Well, yes, you are. So that, yeah, yes, and we will talk about that a little bit later as oh, well. We have a lot to talk about, yeah. don't we? Yeah, well, I guess this may run on a little bit. Anyway, um, well, I was going to ask you because I don't think I've ever had you tell me this. I don't know how you first got into old-time radio because I know about your history with it. Uh, as far as a being a collector, but I don't know the first, the initial stuff. With so I'm this kid, see, and I'm growing up in New York. <laughs> and, and, uh, we'll explain that we'll reference explain later. That. The, the, the problem with it is, I grew up in New York City in the late '60s, mm -hmm. early '70s. So maging myself mm -hmm. right there, and I heard some of it on the radio because CBS Mystery Theater was still going on. Sure, and there yeah, were certain stations that. which would play stuff at night. My dad came mm -hmm. home. I'm maybe I was five or six. We got a record. Uh, I it was I think it was some Ovaltine or a serial. I maybe mm -hmm. that's where I got my serial addiction from. But he got an actual <laughs> LP, and it was Captain Midnight, and it was two sides. It was two stories. I do I do remember those LPs yeah. from that era. And, yeah, and so. he would tell me. He and my granddad on my dad's side would tell me these stories about. Um, the, the people who live in the house with the closet and the big fat guy who would laugh right. a lot. And my dad mm -hmm. had these stories about this weird British show where people made funny voices and never mm -hmm. got to hear them. But when Captain Midnight, I played those two sides to death. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had a my brother and I found a cassette of uh, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy because they used to release a lot of that stuff on cassette back in those days. And so we had that one cassette and we would just listen to that over and over because that was like pretty much it apart from my dad being a huge fan when he was a kid of the lone ranger it was he was exactly the right demographic to listen to the lone ranger oh, the westerns so, yeah yes yeah so and the cor the corny kids westerns was yeah. my dad was all about um x minus one dimension x uh a couple mm -hmm. of them he would and he would try to recount them to me as stories and he would mm -hmm. find the the short stories that they came out of and he would try to read them mm -hmm. like old time radio show shows. And I didn't know what he was doing oh, back really? then. I thought, okay. yeah, wow, he's right. putting a lot into reading me this little short story and his voices. And yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Later on, I realized yeah. what he's so, doing. He's doing like a one man mm -hmm. radio show. And I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, well, but cassettes. Good. Yeah. Once um, I found cassettes, that was. Yeah. The cassettes were like, you'd, you'd find these little boxed sets, these little nostalgia things that were full of. You know, there would be like five cassettes with 10 episodes of something. I remember seeing a lot of mysteries and a lot of stuff like that and finding them at thrift stores. And every so that was every kinda... once in a while, you find them. I would I would find them on mixtapes because we passed around a lot of mixtapes. Mm -hmm. And you just hear snippets mm -hmm. of stuff. And you would try yeah. to find the person you got the tape from. And you'd be like, where did you get that from? Right. I, I need the source material. I need more of that stuff, yeah. And then after, well, going into the 80s and early 90s, um, people started talking about them on the inter or on the BBSs and then on the internet. Right. And mm -hmm. 
over time, 90s and the 2000s, that was the big, that was the floodgates. Once everyone got online and say, mm-hmm. you got that, I got this. Hey, let's, let's pass them around in the new MP3 mm-hmm. format. Well, were you still passing? Oh, you were passing around in MP3s at that point. Before that, how did people collect them who were big collectors on reel to reel or something? So there or? are several methods and it, it all came down to how much of a purist you were. Were you orthodox, right. reformed orthodox, reformed, reformed <laughs> orthodox, or basically were right. you the, you know, the druid who can just pray to a bush? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people I knew had reel to reel tapes because in New York, I knew a lot of audio heads and they had the reel to reels. I knew a bunch of people okay. with cassettes. I knew two people who actually had um, what I figured later on was AFR, AFSR. Armed Forces radio service uh, discs, transcription discs. Big transcription Big old discs, shellac yeah. pieces. They're like 14 inches or something like that? They were bigger like than the normal record size, yeah. They were bigger than an LP. Yeah. And they were thick. And did they did they play at a slower speed? I don't remember. Were they... I remember hearing a couple of them because anytime I mm-hmm. found anyone who had any knowledge of them, I would hound mm-hmm. them and then it would <laughs> be like, he's not leaving. He's still here. <laughs> There's a kid at the door. Yeah. You need to. And three weeks later, you no, know, a little cassette would come out and they go home. Mm-hmm. Yes, master. Yes, here's your here's here's your mixtape. And I would get uh, shadow here or uh, uh, just news broadcasts and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. bits and pieces. Nothing like air check. A stuff. lot of air check and a, and a lot of just bizarre. Even to this day oddball shows which i'm still finding a couple here and there that i'm just putting names to um Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until the 2000s that things really kicked off well didn't you walk into a collector's convention and just kind of you kind of well go ahead this was like your your moment in the in the in the temple. Yeah, this was this was my right. moment in the temple, and the money changers were out, literally out there selling cassettes, right. and and, right. I, and I have no ill will for anybody who does that. I love everyone. Everyone helped what came next happen. Right. But it was mm-hmm. it was the time was was changing, and I had met with a bunch of people online. We started passing around MP3s, and the old timers told us we're idiots because they're lousy and they're going to ruin everything and the sound quality is going to suck and i'm like i'm sorry is right. my digital going to ruin your static <laughs> real sorry about that yeah right so yeah. Uh, but over a very short time only about a year or two of collecting with folks um we had mm-hmm. amassed 30 or 40 cds worth of mp3s and that's a lot mm-hmm. so we're talking that is a lot because i remember i remember you gave me an mp3 disc i don't remember when uh, early two thousands, maybe, that had that had just just a minute on it, which was the British uh, panel show, and I had a dead end job at the time, and I just listened to those discs like all day long, and it was hours and hours and hours. It was like I don't know how many episodes were in each one, like thirty episodes you know, or was, something. On I each think one. each one had a, almost a complete collection because those were low bit rate, so those you yeah. can stack. Yeah, I don't remember how many hours were on each disc, but I pretty much listened to the entire series in the couple of weeks I was at that temp assignment. And that, <laughs> so. was, and that was the beauty of MP3s was that what used to take, you know, shelves and shelves and shelves of very expensive tape, 
that after 10, 15 right. years was falling apart anyway, and you had to re-encode mm-hmm. and yeah, you had to yeah, do preservation yeah. of these things. You know, it was it was it was a really tough hobby to have. The cassette mm-hmm. tapes were a little bit better, but then again, cassette tapes flake off and and go bad. Yeah, they were out. But an yeah. MP3, you make one crappy sounding MP3, it's going to sound crappy forever. So you get to right. keep that level of crappiness. Yeah, so, right. It is a little frustrating sometimes when I go on archive.org and, and the quality is down or the very often the speed of the thing is wrong. And I, if it's really bad, I would just put it in something like Audacity. And a lot of it. those are from the you know. early 2000s when people were just grabbing anything and everything they could. Mm-hmm. And we we used Usenet for a while, and then a bunch of us formed what was called the OTR tree, where we were passing around through the mail on CDs. And then I went to this convention up in Seattle one year, and because I was part of this group passing around CDs, I had made I w- I would I was a bachelor back then I was a bachelor see, and we'd <laughs> sit around in Portland, and I would just you know in the background just be cutting discs all the time. And I had maybe two or three hundred discs, just, you know, the goon shows here, a complete run of the shadow there. Um, you know, right. uh, I'm sorry, I'll read that again, a British show over there. And just, you know, for Mickey and Molly's and Gildersleeves and just just tons of stuff. And they had a panel on the future of old time radio shows. And it was going to be a panel about how do we preserve the discs and the tapes. And I walked in with two bags full of CDs of MP3s. And I said, and the room was packed and I was like, okay, I'm going to make everyone double their collection right now. And I put all the CDs on the table. I said, everyone come up and get one. And all of us, and everyone was just free CDs. And and I'm like, you now hold in your hand between, you know, 60 and 200 shows. So you have about 30 to a hundred hours of audio on one disc. Right. If you took two, shame on you. If you took three, right. way to go. But uh, it, and right. but a lot of people just got it at that point. It was after that point mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Oh, it's not going away." Yeah, and also you couldn't you couldn't really continue to collect the way you used to. Well, you could, and you had to, the, the older fo- the, some people had to because to get the really mm-hmm. good quality stuff, you needed good quality sourcing, mm-hmm. and for a while. Right. People were very protective. Like, you can't ever burn this to an MP3. You can't encode this. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you a copy of this, but never encode it. And that took a couple mm-hmm. eh, a couple years. At that point, that another last, group yeah. came up after me called Otter, the old-time radio show research group. They're, they're huge on archive.org, OTTR. And right. yes. they okay. did that. the thing that I wasn't ready to do, and they just went and did it, and it's amazing. Um, they actually went through every show, found the checklist of the shows, broadcast dates, got original transcriptions, and found people with source material and would start putting together complete runs of a show with the best sounding MP3s possible. Yes, which is really the the wonderful thing about archive.org is it's all as much as you're going to find anywhere is there. And I think it was 2005 or 2006 when archive.org started, the archive.org basically said, okay, you guys can start putting your stuff up here for free because that's archive.org's mm-hmm. thing. They're collecting every right. bit, every public domain or Creative Commons 
digital files. They're going to give it a home. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is bring it. Right. And they'll host it for life because the guy who runs it's a millionaire. He, oh, he is. He is. He's <laughs> yeah. Bruce, Bruce Cal yeah. made his millions on the early mm-hmm. days of the internet. And I met him one time. He is the crazy guy who's like, you got it? Yeah, sure. Bro. I'll, I'll get another couple terabytes of storage and put them on up. And yeah. And everything mm-hmm. just started going up on archive.org. All right. Well, that's that covers about everything with your yeah, history sorry, with I uh, OTR. Yeah, you I think. I didn't, no, no, I didn't that's fine. I, I, though, so <laughs> I'm sure that'll happen at some point. So we are planning on doing our first episode. We're going to record it in about a week, and we're going to focus on Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, heavenly days! Which is heavenly days which is a really really great really long lasting show uh one of the longest running sitcoms of all time i think i don't know if it held the record for longest running sitcom but it certainly came close at, with like 26 so years or something i would like have that. to jump on wikipedia oh, no i'm not i know that, that the one that surpassed the one that surpassed it was The Simpsons, which has been on for like 28 or something years. So Fibber McGee and Molly ran for a good long time, and it'll we've got plenty to talk about and with that. And it's spinoff. And it's and it's more than one spinoff, but the the main spinoff was, of course, the Great Gildersleeve, who was Fibber's next door neighbor, and then the other one was B- the Beulah Show, which. We had talked about, and you didn't realize even existed the other day. I, and I did not realize Beulah uh, but, was not who I thought she was. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to the episode. And then um, other episodes we want to do, we're going to do, well, we said Johnny Dollar. That's that's a no-brainer. We have to do Johnny Dollar. Uh, Gunsmoke is another one that we want to do. Um, we know we want to do... And it's a huge subject, but we want to do Orson Welles' radio years. Um, that may expand out to a two-part episode because he was on the radio for a long time, uh, both doing creative stuff and just doing work. Yeah, I was going to say pay. there's there's definitely two so, there's there's definitely a dividing line between the stuff he did and the stuff he did to do the stuff he wanted to do, like his films. Yes, but some. I, yeah, well, sometimes even the stuff that he's doing just for pay isn't bad, like um, um, the Third Man series. The, that one's that one's that yeah, that one's fine. good. In fact, it's 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 better than that the movie. <laughs> well, it's got a totally different tone than the movie because because you've got, I guess, you would say, an unreliable narrator who paints himself uh, as a as a good guy. Um, and then other shows we want to do is we want to cover Gene Shepard, who was the who was the great storyteller of New York radio in the fifties and sixties, and the Goon Show, and then whatever else we can think of. And it might be. And 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 this is where you, the listener, comes in, because if you yes. guys have stuff that you want to hear us ramble on about. Um, we mm-hmm. will at the end of the show give you some contact info and and please feel free to contact us um, if we don't have it we'll ask you for it <laughs> yes right but most of the stuff that we're going to mention is freely available on archive.org 
that's the that's the beauty of all this stuff is that so much of it is available there that you can you can either binge listen or you can you know listen or you can have a a, or, there are or, such things as as daily podcasts which will spool it out for you one a day or two a day and and yeah I, do you want to talk about those now tom you might as well yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because you started some automated daily podcasts. How many pod? How many podcasts are you doing, uh, right now, Tom? <laughs> it's almost embarrassing at this point. Um, I think it's seventeen. Seventeen, 17 daily podcasts. podcasts. And it, it's mm-hmm. it's not as much of a ta- in fact, it's hardly. It, it's a task to set them up, but then they kind of I have them mm-hmm. scripted. In, in another life, I do computer stuff, and I have it scripted mm-hmm. to kind of run itself. But it, I think I think you're to blame for the start of that. I think you are. Am I really? I think, what, you were, how, I think at one point. What did I ask I for? I think originally it was Fiverr. And it took a long time for me to do mm-hmm. the Fiverr podcast. But you, you said mm-hmm. something like, I really like to listen to the I, – I would like to get the – because you, Dan – You'll 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 come to know Dan, but Dan Dan wants. Uh, it's like I I really would like this to happen, and, and then I hand it, it off to Tom, who can technically it make be, it happen. And I'm like, oh, hang on, yeah. A Let me just I'll just hang on. And yeah. Tom goes typey typey typey, and that everyone has works. gifts. That is mine. Um, and and so basically, yeah. I I took that idea and basically made it so that every day it will go through lists of radio shows. And look for ones from that day in history. So on mm-hmm. April 20th, go look for all the Fib Mergiamalis that played on April 20th, package them up, and put them out as a podcast for that day. And I have, right. I mean, it started with this day in funny and this day in history. Mm-hmm. And then it, it quickly expanded right. to other. Uh, Gene Shepard, I think, was the absolute first because I love yeah, You'll. Yeah, you're a big Gene Shepard fan. I'm a big Gene Shepard fan. And yeah, it was those three that started it. And then over the years, it just was like, well, why don't you add this? And and You had the the scripts to do it, so you could set it up for all kinds of different topics. And now you've got the Fibaday podcast, which is one of my favorites. And let's see, you've got the Westerns. The Westerns is like Gunsmoke and and, uh, um, Six Shooter. I don't know if I front frontier Pro, town no, is frontier in there. Town, yeah. Um, uh, the uh, have gun will travels yep, in, that's there. in there, and, uh, and a couple others. Yeah. And then oh, the, and the the obvious ones like the Lone Ranger, yeah, and Gunsmoke, and, uh, yeah. Sar- Sergeant Preston. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, Call of the Yukon. Right. I love Sergeant Call- Preston, man. That's that's. I do too because there are actually some episodes of that where his dog solves the crime and Preston doesn't really know what happened. It's, it's- there's, and this is the crossover for I think both you and I. We mm-hmm. would both love it if Columbo's dog solved a crime. <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. the perfect. Well, that's episode. what. It, that's certainly what happened in Call of the Yukon. I remember one episode where the Wonder Dog King actually solved the crime, and Preston honestly didn't know what was going on up until he could arrest. Oh, he's a terrific dog. It, that's a show that was written for kids who don't have dogs and want them was what that show was. So what were the other, so, what were the other uh, podcasts the before brother, we the hot leave that podcast, which is what oh, that's, that's the you. one I'm you, 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 you I was you, proud you, of this that was one. handmade. It is just the old time radio shows that did movies or reenactments of movies. So it's like Lux mm-hmm. radio theater, screen guild, 
Theater, Academy Award Theater. Um, uh, oh, there's a couple others. Uh, but, Radio Playhouse. But Lux, Lux is the big yeah. one. Lux is the and, big one. And that one gets a lot of hits per day because some of those shows ran for decades. Those were – then you got the Hard Boiled podcast, which is noir detective stuff. So uh, Bold Adventure, Johnny Dollar, some Johnny Dollar, um, Box 13, um, Dangerous Assignment. Escape, I think. Escape. Escape. I love Escape. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So that's that's that one. Um, and so those are all those are all daily podcasts, and we'll link to those in yeah. show notes. And or, there's 17 the of them. The so if there is a topic you want to see covered, or a specific show that has enough shows, oh yeah, because you, you just made a new one just recently, and that was quiz shows. Oh, I made several recently because I felt well. Yeah. I made, um, God, what was it? Um, Mystery a day, mm-hmm. yours truly, Johnny Dollar. I actually broke that off from a hard boiled and made Johnny Dollar oh. its own podcast. Okay, so there's a yours truly, Johnny Dollar, which because the hard boiled podcast just has the 15 minute episodes, the yours truly, Johnny Dollar podcast has all the episodes from beginning oh, okay. to end. Okay, well, maybe I'll have to subscribe to that one so I can actually subscribe learn today. a little bit. Learn, <laughs> subscribe, it's free. And uh, yes, okay. and then I did one for um, musical shows, so GI Jive, um, mm-hmm. special performance or command performance, um, a lot of Armed Forces radio broadcasts with uh, that are music based. Mm-hmm. So a lot of swing, and then Alan Freed's uh, rock and roll show from the fifties. Okay, so um, where would a listener go if they wanted to subscribe to some of these podcasts? A podcast, listener huh? could possibly go to Tom wsmf.com that's t-o-m w-s-m-f dot c-o-m and if you go there there's a link to um podcasts you'll see it right Mm -hmm. there and and the podcasts are listed on the front page as well so you'll see it if you don't see it just get a hold of me and i'll make you see it (laughs) i'll make you have you got you got your um your email address for this podcast now is that available? So yeah, now? you it's... can get me at tom at ourshowofshows dot com, and I'm Dan at ourshowofshows dot com. Thank you for setting that up, Tom. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I did that I today. Never <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was one of those it's... tests. How fast can I set this up? We're recording yes. today, so let's How... so we set up a web page, mm-hmm. a fully hosted site, a Twitter account. So if well, now on, you're just showing off. Well, no, if you're doing the tweets, <laughs> if like the kids, you like the tweeting and you yeah. tweet mm-hmm. and you make a twit or, or another thing make, that sounds rude. Um, mm-hmm. You can go if you're on the Twitters, you can go to uh, our show of shows at our show of shows. At, at our, that's right. At, at our show. Yes, of shows. you need an at there. OK, where, where it's at, buddy. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Are we winding up now? For, for Looks like it. What are we winding up for? What, I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think we've covered everything we wanted to cover at episode zero anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's mostly, yeah. That's us. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back before you know it to boldly open the whole closet door of Fibber McGee and Molly. And until then, I'm Dan Howland, and I need an actual tagline. Come back again. I wonder if I keep on praying Will our dreams be the same 
And I wonder if you ever think of me too. I am waiting, my charming, for you. 